You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday, final show of the week, but we got a a lot to talk about and this is going to be pretty fun we're still all flying a little bit high maybe it's just me after the pelicans had their first scrimmage game on wednesday they've got another one coming up tomorrow against the denver nuggets a weird denver nuggets team right now but that should be a lot of fun to watch and i can't wait we will talk about that in the third segment we're going to lead off today's show though looking at the nba awards the voting is going on i've already told you zion's not winning rookie of the year what about brandon ingram for most improved Let's dive into that one alongside some of the other awards, too. I'll give you guys my picks. And then in the middle segment, is the NBA bending the rules for Zion? Maybe, but it's a question, right? I'll explain exactly what I mean in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So the NBA the other day announced that the award consideration period is only going to be for when the season was stopped, so through March 11th. And right now, the voting period is open for the various end of season awards and it's going to go through Monday or Tuesday and we talked about this the other day when I said Zion's not going to win rookie of the year it's rookie of the year it's going to go to John Morant rightfully so I think but Zion is the better player he's the better rookie there's no doubt about that but he hasn't had the year that John Morant has had we can just kind of leave it at that But there's another award that a Pelican is going to be very much in the running for, and that is the Most Improved Player Award. You can throw out a number of different names for this, and we will. And I've got John Hollinger, who hosts a podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, Hollinger and Duncan, with Nate Duncan of of Dunked On. And he's got a list of four guys he thinks are in the running for it. I think there's a few other names that you could put on that too. Um, And he's missing maybe the biggest competition. No, it's on there. Okay. He is not missing the biggest competition for Brandon Ingram in this. So his ballot right now is Christian Wood, Luka Doncic, Bam Adebayo, and Brandon Ingram. I think you can also throw Jason Tatum in there. He was very, very good this season. He was good last year too. Is the leap as much? And I don't know. Uh, Christian would make some sense. I just don't think he's got kind of the story and everything else going on with it to win this award. Luka Doncic does make sense too, but he was also like really good last year. And I think that kind of hurts them in this sort of thing. Pascal Siakam won it last year. He could win it again, kind of, but I don't think he will. I think this race comes down to Brandon Ingram and Bam Adebayo. And I think these are the two most worthy guys. You can look at Bam, and his numbers are good. If you look at his per-game numbers, and both these guys have a similar story, to be honest. They're both guys that are young front-court players. Bam's a center, and made their all-star game for the first time this season. They do things slightly different. Bam is averaging 16.2 points per game, 10.5 rebounds per game, 5.1 assists. Think about that for a second. While shooting 57% from the field. That's all very good. Gets to the line 5.3 times, shoots 69%. Ingram has a higher scoring average and does other things pretty much just as well. 24.3 points per game. 
The rebounding is lower, 6.3, 4.3 assists, so an assist less per game. He's shooting 47% from the field, but he's also shooting 38% from three on over six attempts per game. That is a big deal. Gets to the free throw line basically six times per game and shoots 86% from there. They're different players, obviously. They do different things. If you want the score, it's Brandon Ingram. Now, he does the passing well. I just don't think he's actually as good of a passer necessarily as Bam is. Bam might be a more well-rounded player. The scoring, not nearly as good to the tune of basically eight points per game. The rebounding is significantly better and the assists are significantly better. That, that could make a difference here if you're really looking at just numbers. I think both are worthy guys. It's just kind of you know season to taste. Which one do you prefer? Do you want the slightly more well-rounded one or do you want the score in Brandon Ingram? I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer in this. There is something, though, that you can look at and it kind of really does differentiate them, particularly with Brandon Ingram coming out ahead in this thing. Both look pretty similar, again, I think, on paper. I've got to pull up their numbers here as I do it to look at compared to last season with the, per, with the minutes per game and the per 36-minute numbers. That is where things get a little bit interesting. Bam is doing this and having a jump from nine points per game last season to 16 in basically 11 more minutes per game. He's averaging 34.4 this season, 23.3 last season. When you look at his per 36 minute numbers, they're kind of similar. 13.7 points per game last season, 17 points per game this season. It's basically a jump of three, three and a half, whatever you want to call it. Uh, his rebounding is essentially the exact same. The only thing that's really big is the assist numbers. Now, Brandon Ingram's per 36 minute numbers took a greater step. When you look at it, he's averaging 25.5 points per game compared to 19.4 last season. The rebounds are up by one, 6.6 this season, 5.5 last season. The assists are up by over one, 3.2 last season, 4.5 this season. But here's the thing. He's not doing it in significant minutes. So you don't even need to look at the 36 minute numbers with him. He averaged 33.8 minutes last season. He's at 34.3. And he increased his scoring average basically in one more minute per game by six points, 18.3 last season, 24.3 this season. That's probably the biggest difference maker to me. Bam's got more minutes, so he's doing more. That makes sense, right? Ingram is playing about the same minutes and still doing more. That's where you really see growth, and that's where I think you can give it to Brandon Ingram safely. Now, here's another thing to keep in mind with that where it hurts him a little bit. I don't think it's a bad thing that Bam is doing more with more minutes. Some guys aren't built to play 34 point minutes, uh, 34 minutes per game. They actually hit a point of diminishing returns. We see this in Drew Holiday. He plays eight minutes stretches because more than that, his play starts to deteriorate a little bit. So the fact that you can keep up a high level of play at more minutes is actually a credit to you. But Ingram really taking a leap like this, being that first-time All-Star too, which kind of looks good to the narrative of the story of all this, that's going to give him the advantage. Hollinger picked Brandon Ingram. I'm going to pick Brandon Ingram in this. Quickly, when we get into the next segment, we'll talk more about the NBA awards, but also look at, is the NBA bending the rules for Zion? So that is coming up here in just a second. 
But before we get to all of that, I got a new newsletter. The first edition is going to drop on Monday, thinking it's going to be once a week. Monday, it's going to take you all of three minutes, if that, to read in your inbox, just to kind of catch up on a number of things. We're going to have a little bit more fun in this as well. And if you go to pelsnews.substack.com, pelsnews.substack.com, you can sign up. It's free. There's no charge for this, anything like that. Just a quick, fun little side project called Bird is the Word. Go to pelsnews.com slash... Pelsnews.substack.com. There we go. Pelsnews.substack.com to sign up for free. So we'll touch on the Zion stuff here in just a second, but I do want to mention other awards that I think uh, we should look at. MVP, Giannis, LeBron, James Harden, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic. Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Anthony Davis. Most improved we've mentioned. Sixth Man of the Year I think is also going to be interesting. Dennis Schrader, Oklahoma City, Christian Wood, Detroit, Mikhail Bridges, Phoenix, Derek Rose in Detroit, and I think you also have to include Montrez Harrell in there with the Clippers. Rookie of the Year, we we know Kendrick Nunn, by the way, is going to finish third in that. Kind of as simple. If I were to give you picks for these, Giannis for MVP, I don't actually think it's close with him and LeBron. People wish it was close. It's not. Defensive player of the year, I think it's I think it's Giannis or I think it's Anthony Davis. I'd actually probably give it to Anthony Davis. Um, don't hate me for that. Sixth man of the year, I don't mind Dennis Schroeder getting it for Oklahoma City in the season they've had. So those are my picks for the awards. We'll we'll talk about those as they come out. They're not waiting until like a month after the season ends to do this sort of thing like they did last year. That was absolutely terrible. So it seems like they're kind of trying to fix this just a little, little bit. So some other news came out the other day um, about the bubble. And this comes from Shams of The Athletic, partially because uh, Woj, I don't think, is still allowed to tweet right now. And he says, quote, Sources, NBA informed teams of updated protocols for player reentry. This is important because... Zion is outside of the bubble with that urgent family medical emergency. We got the update the other day from New Orleans saying there's no timetable for his return, but he's testing negative every single day. And then hopefully he only has to go through a four-day quarantine period before he can be released from his room and then go play in games. That means Sunday if he wants to play in the game against the Utah Jazz on Thursday. So sources NBA informed teams of updated protocols for player reentry. Less than four days of quarantine or none if approved leaving for local slash NBA designated medical treatment, 30 minutes outside room time per day during quarantine under conditions such as 25 foot social distancing. Okay. So reading into this a little bit too much or like a or at the, sorry, reading into this at the surface level, this doesn't really apply. It's for leaving for local slash NBA designated medical treatment. I would assume this applies to a guy like Rajon Rondo. Left, got surgery on his hand, comes back, cool. You don't need a quarantine for the whole period of time, even though it's surgery, you know, you're not doing anything. So it kind of makes sense. It does not seem to say, it says approved leaving for local slash NBA designated medical treatment. You know, it's, it's a little weird to read this, but... That doesn't seem to apply to Zion's family, but a medical situation, but an approved leave. It's not approved medical leave, right? Reading into this way too much, they are bending the rules for freaking Zion Williamson so that he can come back on Tuesday and play in this game on Thursday. I'm only partially joking when I say something like that. I don't know if I actually think that, but at the same point... They kind of have been doing stuff like this, right? Like they wanted Zion in this. There's no reason for this to be 22 teams right now, except you wanted Zion in. 
and other star power, but like most definitely wanted Zion in. I got a text from someone in the Pelicans organization. I'm not going to call him a source here, um, but here's the text they sent me. In all caps, Zion Protocol Baby with two exclamation points. And I just said, I was just kind of kidding, but only kind of because maybe the NBA is actually doing something. And this person goes, shit, I ain't. I'm, I'm not saying there's anything nefarious or weird going on here. I'm not saying there's not. Let's get some weird conspiracy theory stuff going. I feel like Charlie Day in that episode of It's Always Sunny where he's like looking at the board, Pepe Silva, right? And so I'm not saying that this isn't a thing that the NBA isn't trying to kind of change protocol. Like this isn't good for the bubble, right, at all. Like this is not a good thing. Someone leaves, you need to have like strict protocols and not let them out of their room to keep the integrity of all of this. Unless it's Zion Williamson, in which case you let him do whatever he needs to do to get back out there on a nationally televised opening game of your restarted season. You know, I think this is awesome. Basically, the NBA in some capacity could be bending and revolving around Zion Williamson right now and New Orleans by extension of that. If you're a Pels fan, I'm pausing for dramatic effect. This is amazing. This never happens. This doesn't happen to small market teams. And yet, I can't say like they're not doing this. I would. If it was like not that, I'd be like, you guys, this isn't a thing. I said, Zion's not winning rookie of the year, right? I'll shoot you straight here. I'm not so certain that they're not on this one. And that's awesome. And we're going to run with it. And we're going to see what happens. And I'm going to be curious because if Zion plays on that opening game against the Utah Jazz and he's not back by Sunday... Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think we're, we're proven correct here. We've connected all of the dots with our, our thick red Sharpies and the lines we're drawing on all the pictures pasted on that part, like particle board, chalk, uh, cork board, whatever it is. Uh, this is conspiracy theory, but it's probably like all those other conspiracy theories are stupid, right? Frozen envelope for Patrick Ewing to the Nets, making Michael Jordan retire for a season and a half because of the gambling allegations, all that garbage BS, this one, though, this is absolutely true, right? So the NBA could be revolving around Zion Williamson and the Pelicans for the foreseeable future. So it's a game day tomorrow for your New Orleans Pelicans. We'll talk about the game against the Denver Nuggets, the really, really weird lineup Denver Nuggets here in just a second. But don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down every conspiracy theory revolving around your New Orleans Pelicans. Also, you know, breaking down other relatable things to the team too, not just that. Uh, but I think we might just become a conspiracy theory about Zion podcast pretty soon. Uh, but we're breaking down everything you want to know about the franchise about the team about the league five days a week for you monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday no other podcast doing it so subscribe to locked on pelicans wherever you get your podcast from all right so wrapping up today's show there is a scrimmage game tomorrow that was a lot of fun on wednesday so let's do it again as the pelicans look to go now what would be seven and zero in preseason i don't know why they didn't call these preseason games they're calling them scrimmages they're they're essentially preseason games like pre-restarted season games i guess maybe you're right scrimmages makes more sense because i yeah okay whatever we can move on from that that is not something we need to spend a lot of time on so they take on the denver nuggets this 
This one should be a lot of fun. 7.30 p.m. Central should be on pelicans.com. If you're within 75 miles of New Orleans, you can listen to it on ESPN Radio 100.3 locally as well. Uh, it's going to be the radio crew calling the game again. They're taking on the Denver Nuggets, who trotted out a five-man starting lineup of all bigs. Nikola Jokic? Nikola Jokic, the center. He's not playing center. He's playing their starting point guard for the Denver Nuggets in the game on Wednesday. Jeremy Grant, shooting guard. He's like a small forward, stretch four kind of. Mason Plumlee was the center. That makes sense. Paul Millsap, the power forward. Yeah, that makes sense too. Bull Bull, who had not played in an NBA game just yet. And also stands at seven foot two, was the starting small forward for the Denver Nuggets. Bull Bull went off. This was a lot of fun. 16 points in the game for him, 10 rebounds, six blocks. Uh, he's kind of a fun player to watch. His length actually can give New Orleans a whole lot of trouble. A lot of length does. We saw that against the Milwaukee Bucks. Most teams don't have like a crap load more length than the, Mil- uh, than the New Orleans Pelicans do. This, this team does. So you'll see the Pelicans try and play small to kind of counterbalance that a little bit. And I think that's probably the smart move. Jokic is skinny now and looks really good, has played some really good basketball and looked pretty good in that game against the Washington Wizards. He hit two threes, so he stretches the court very well for them. 16 points for him, seven assists, seven rebounds. Um, it should be interesting. If Brandon Ingram can succeed against length like that, now their bench is, it gets weak after that, and they're missing a number of guys who just aren't there, or I'm not sure entirely their COVID-19 situation, but a lot going on. Some of those guys aren't there yet or playing, and maybe they just need to clear quarantine. But, um, you know, if Brandon Ingram does well against a lot of length, that's going to give you a really good feeling for how he'll be able to play and the level that he'll be able to play at during this time. This is one of those games where the guards could feast a little bit. You'd love to see Nikhil in there really attacking when he gets that moment with his speed matched up against a guy who's a little bit slower than him. This could be a very good game for Lonzo Ball to try and drive and attack a little bit more too. Uh, Drew Holiday's kind of the odd man out in all that, but he was aggressive in the game the other night, and if he can carry that over and keep going forward, that's important. This is where you also might see if you can get by with a guy like Nicolo Melli out there in the starting lineup. I don't know if we'll see a change to the starting lineup. You'll likely see Jackson Hayes out, Derek Favors in. They might rest some other guys, but the Pelicans have a day off today. So they should all be rested. None of those guys played significant minutes. Like the rookies played around 24 minutes. The young guys did. That's about it. They can handle that. So everyone should be rested and ready to go. So we'll see how the rotation changes a little bit. Um, what role each one more plays is something I'm going to be watching for too. They're all high on him. He had a good game the other night. I expected him to get a pretty big role in the restart of all of this because the Pelicans depth is going to be important. These guys aren't going to play, you know, 36 plus minutes necessarily to start unless things look really good in these final two scrimmage games. So they're going to need to test some other guys out. I liked what I saw from Nikhil. Someone asked me on Twitter, you know, what's going on with him. He was aggressive. He was attacked. Listen to yesterday's show and you'll hear why. Uh, So overall, I feel pretty good about what New Orleans could do in this. They beat the Denver Nuggets on Christmas Day pretty handily. That was a bit of a surprise. Uh, So we'll see where they can go with this one. But I'm excited. Bull Bull's fun. Nikola Jokic is fun. This is just kind of like a fun team to watch. And I dig funky, weird things right now uh, going on with the NBA as they get restarted. So we will see. I'm excited. 
excited. I'll be watching this tweeting along uh, side you all, I'm sure. And that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. On Monday, we'll be back to recap it. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from and go to pelsnews.substack.com to subscribe to Bird is the Word, the newsletter that I'm starting up. It's free. All you got to do is put in your email address. You'll get the first edition of that on Monday morning. I can't wait. That's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'm going to be back with you all on Monday.